Good morning, Leafs fans. Or depending on how you feel about what happened in Boston last night, bad morning. You know what? Don't sweat it. This is the Leafs combo. I am Norman James. We'll join Mike Augello in moments to sift through the wreckage of last night's Leafs loss to the Bruins in Boston. The Stanley Cup playoffs have started and Boston is already in control. What was good for the Bruins in terms of a win was also good for the Leafs in terms of a loss. You don't understand what I mean? I'll explain. The Leafs combo starts now. Good morning, Mr. Ogello. You warned us. Boy, that was ugly. Good morning, Norman. Um, well, it was uglier than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be. And it was, you know, the opening salvo. And I think that yeah, obviously the series is going to be different and there are going to be adjustments made. But yeah, it was a, it, even in spite of the fact that it was a close game for most of the first two periods, it ended up being a curb stomping in the end. What do you think the Leafs learned from that loss? Let's get right to it. I mentioned on Twitter that a loss like this is good for the Leafs because they know what they've gotten themselves into. Do you think uh, I'm right on that? I think they knew before this series they you know, what they were in store for. It's, it's just a question of whether they can respond and how to respond. Um, you know, I think that going into the series, they knew that the Bruins were going to try to step up physically. And I think that the, the approach in game one was to respond with their speed and with their uh, offensive creativity and try to put the Bruins back on their heels. But, you know, especially early in the second period after they, you know, they were, I I think Boston had the territorial advantage for the first two thirds of the first period that they got the one, nothing lead on the Martian power play goal at the end of the first, the Leafs started to come come around. Hyman gets the goal to tie it. And then they get two power plays at the beginning of the second period. And I thought, dominated the second until late. And they couldn't seize on the opportunity. And that was their, that was their chance in that game. Once that passed, Backus gets the power play goal. You know, Marlowe takes a, a bad penalty. Um, it, you know, Kadri, knee on knees, Nash. It's, it started to come off the handles a little bit and and then you saw the composure of the Bruins and the Leafs sort of losing composure and that's you know that's what happened in this game and you know it's a question of what they do now to to adjust and respond to that because I think the Bruins are going to stay with that formula until it doesn't work. This is the Leafs conversation Mike Augello in Buffalo Norman James in London Ontario so we can't chalk this loss up to the Leafs not being prepared right? No, I, I, I don't think so. Um, I, you know, maybe they weren't prepared for the fact that the Bruins were going to be so in their face. Um, but I, 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 you know, I think that you know, they played this team. They know what they're like. They, they know that they're going to step up the pressure. And I think that, you know, Babcock was fully aware that Cassidy was going to try to match McAvoy and Chara against Matthews. I mean, you know, I have to say Austin Matthews and William Nylander, other than one shift against the Bergeron line, were a disappearing act. They really didn't make any kind of impact in this game. You know, Zach Hyman was probably the best leaf forward on the ice for the game, and that, that says something because, you know, there's a lot of talent there, and Zach Hyman is more of a workmanlike player, but that style works against the Bruins, and I think that's – what Babcock is going to have to do is adjust his lineup to be a little more workmanlike and a little less skilled. 
Hyman with a beautiful goal in that 5-1 loss to Boston in the NHL Stanley Cup playoff series opener. You're not going to win any games if you only score one goal, Mike, though I will reiterate this. The Leafs needed this slap in the face, didn't they? Now they've woken up. Now they know what they're into, and let's hope they respond in game two. Well, yeah, if if they use this, if it serves as a wake-up call, then yes. I mean, if they come back and win game two, then – you know, the series is on equal footing going back to Toronto for games three and four. But if, I mean, we have the specter of the un, the unknown uh, of of what's going to happen with Kadri regarding the, the hit on Tommy Wingles in the third period, uh, whether he gets suspended. And if he does get suspended, then Babcock is going to have to augment his lineup significantly. But I also think he has to augment his lineup based on the ineffectiveness of some players in game one, namely Thomas Pekanitz, mm-hmm. who, you know, I, I, I sort of, you know, spouted on, on Twitter uh, during the game or slightly or just after the game. This was the reason why I hated that trade because Thomas. Yeah, Pekanitz, I saw that. I saw that tweet. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, <laughs> you never he, get saucy, Mike, and you were pretty saucy last night. Well, it, it, yeah, it's I, it's two years in a row. The Maple Leafs organization have bowed to Mike Babcock's want of veteran depth at center. Have given up a couple second round picks. Brian Boyle looks like Wayne Gretzky compared to Thomas Pekanitz. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know, you know, because he had other than one setup to Andreas Janssen in a regular season game. I think it was against Buffalo. He has been totally worthless. No, he's not that and, good. Like he's not he's that, not that good. good, and 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 that's that's where I don't understand the upgrade compared to Dominic Moore. At best, was minimal. I think mm-hmm. Moore is a is is a better player, and he's a playoff tested player. And if it was me, Dominic Moore would be the fourth line center uh, in Game Two on Saturday. But more than likely, because Babcock, I'm sure, asked Lou Lamorello to go out and get Thomas Bacanitz at the deadline. You know, he's probably going to play him another game or two, and you know. Yesterday, he was primarily responsible, along with Ron Hainsey, for that third goal from Pasternak, and that was the, that was the dagger late in the mm-hmm. second period. Yeah, you wonder if Thomas Placanich is just kind of, not sulking, but I don't know if he's mentally in tune with this team and what it wants to accomplish, whereas Dominic Moore is chomping at the bit to get back into the lineup, and we know he can ignite. Mike, here's the question for you. In terms of the response, who leads that response? Is it Mike Babcock drawing up a game plan and the players following what he wants? Or is it Austin Matthews saying, that was a terrible opener for me. I'm going to come out and try to do something offensively. I, I think it's going to, I think it has to be both. I mean, I think Babcock is going to have to come up with a plan um, and, you know, again, may have to adjust his lineup accordingly. Uh, and, and Matthews, I mean, we know he can perform in the playoffs. He did last year as, you know, as a, as a 19, 20 year old, uh, you know, so his age and his lack of experience in the playoffs, you know, I don't think is a factor. He's a talented player. He, he has stepped up in, uh, you know, again, in the playoffs before, but it's, it's a little different again, coming up against Zidane O'Shara and being checked by the Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak line. So, um, I think the matchup, you know, you could see at points during the game, Babcock is trying to get Matthews away from Bergeron because that matchup, I mean, Bergeron is suffocating and Chara is still a force on the blue line. So, um, but, but Matthews, I mean, they can't win obviously if they don't score more and Matthews is a preeminent scorer. So yeah, he's got to step up offensively, but I think Babcock has got to change things up a little bit. 
good for Boston. It was a nice start for them. Um, <clears throat> they've drawn first blood. They've tilted the ice in their favor. The question is, psychologically, do they have the advantage over the Leafs now, or do the Buds just basically throw this one in the trash and move on? I mean, we can, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't think, you know, Babcock will allow them to – I mean, the comments he made after the game were basically, okay, they came out, they did what they needed to do, they, they were better than us, we missed on our opportunities, let's flush that game, let's go and, you know, have a meal, go to bed, come back to practice tomorrow, move on and step up on in game two. I mean, if, if the team has that mentality and I don't see why they wouldn't, wouldn't have that mentality, then uh, they, they should be fine. But I don't think, again, I don't think Boston's going to change. Boston is going to be Boston. They're going to do the same thing because it worked and it's going to be up to Toronto to, to be able to react to that. And, and again, I don't know what that means. I mean, I, I personally, and I don't know if Babcock will go down this road, I think that there should be some, some consideration to having Matt Martin in the lineup in, in game two. Yeah, why not? You know, add a little bit of muscle, a little bit of grit. Um, that's the thing, Mike. How did the Leafs um, thwart this momentum coming at them and reverse it and, you know, get back into game two with a clear head, with a, a goal of winning the game and actually coming out with – the victory so that when they return to Toronto, this thing is tied at one as opposed to coming back to Toronto down two games to none. Well, I don't think you can out physical Boston because the Leafs don't have a team that is built for that. But I also think that you have to be able to send messages and respond in kind. And I'm not saying, you know, taking runs of people or, or making. I mean, last night, one of the keys to the game was, and you could see the tactics of the Bruins, get Mitch Marner, hit him, hit him as much as possible, and, and take him off of his game. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think they did that. They, you know, he, he was not elusive. He got hit a bunch of times yesterday. Um, he missed on a golden opportunity on the power play in the second period and then gets sandwiched in the third by Wingles and, and Zdeno Shara, and that was what, provided the impetus for Kadri to take the run at Wingles, uh, which got him booted from the game for charging in a game misconduct. So you can tell that that was, you know, that the Leafs were cognizant of what was going on with Marner and knows how, how key he is to their offense. So, you know, if you have Matt Martin on the, on the bench or even on his line, which he was at at times this year and provides a little bit of protection for him, that is valuable, and it may be necessary. Mike Agello, Norman James, this is the Leafs Combo. Thank you so much for your support. The Bruins have a culture, a style of play. They know who they are. The Leafs don't necessarily know who they are. And what we're hoping through this playoff run, if it only lasts four games or goes into June, this team will form an identity. And that's why I say through this loss, there is a learning process. And we do know from the regular season that the Leafs are very good at bouncing back from debacles or games in which they did not perform well. So with that in mind, knowing what Boston's going to expecting a better game from the Leafs tomorrow. Yes. And I mean, That's I, I can't blame. Yeah. I, I, I mean, based on 
what you just said and based on what they've done during the regular season, they have been able to bounce back from bad games with good performances. I think part of that would be Freddie Anderson, who I, you know, I don't think he had a bad game yesterday. I think he was abandoned. He was peppered. Like he yeah, was peppered. I mean, yeah, 40 shots. I mean, and, and that's the other thing. It's like, the Leafs have gotten into a habit, and, and, and again, I, I, you know, I've been looking at this and uh, shaking my head for most of the season. I, I believe they were outshot. Their record was better when they were outshot than when they ha- had the advantage in shots on goal. And that, you know, I mean, it's one thing to keep players to the outside and you know, it, them being like wrist shots from the boards and not golden scoring opportunities. But you, tr- mm-hmm. you try to limit your the offensive scoring chances. Well, the Bruins' offensive scoring chances were not limited yesterday. Anderson stood tall until until the late, late in the second period, and then it was basically, you know, Toronto, I think, just got exhausted. He, you know, he's the key to them winning the series and he played well, but they have to provide him some help. And there was not enough help there yesterday. Well, the Leafs also have to score. They knew what was going to come at them. Uh, That momentum that is created, that synergy between the team and the fans in Boston is remarkable. And it's something that's entrenched. They've done this every playoffs for the last, what, almost 10 years now. The Leafs weren't necessarily intimidated, but they didn't necessarily counteract all of that negative energy at them with something positive. And that's another learning experience for them, Mike. Let's wrap up real soon here, Mike. Uh, what are you yeah. working on? What are you writing? And uh, what are you preparing for tomorrow's game too? Well, I, 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 in looking at game one, I, I noticed, and it was hard not to notice that the Leafs lost the special teams battle badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston scores a power play goal early in the first the Leafs had three power plays. Um, other than that Marner chance, I, I don't know if they had had a really great scoring opportunity. And, you know, you're talking about two teams that had top five power plays in the league. The Leafs were uh-huh. second in the NHL, and there was no difference road or home. They were balanced 25%. And they really didn't generate the kind of scoring chances. And they need, you know, if, if the series is going to play out like this, they need the power play to score goals. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're penalty killing. Uh, you know, Ron Hainsey was on. Ron Hainsey and Roman Polak were on the ice for both power power play goals, and on the on the second one, they got trapped out there for over uh, a minute and a half. And Hainsey was on the ice for the Pasternak goal, so so he didn't have he did not have a particularly good game. They, you know, they need to win the special teams battle. This is a fairly even series, and if for them to win, they ha- they have to win the special teams battle, and they clearly didn't yesterday. The Bruins three for six on the power play. That's incredible. Um, if you put up those kinds of numbers in a condensed, compacted series, you're going to do well. I think the Maple Leafs are going to bounce back tomorrow. Will they win the game if it goes to overtime? You know what? It's a pick em. But the Leafs have to respond with a solid effort tomorrow. They know what's going to be coming at them, um, and they're going to have to make adjustments and get back in this series. I'd rather things come back to Toronto 1-1 than the Leafs being down 0-2 because trying to climb – out of that ditch against a team like Boston um, is uh, really difficult. Listen, Mike, uh, game two tomorrow, I'm telling Leaf fans just to relax, take a deep breath. The series has begun. Boston knows what it's doing in the playoffs. They took it to the Leafs. We know the Leafs are really good. They've done well in responding to adversity throughout the season. Let's see if they can continue that trend 
in the postseason. And you know what? I'm keeping my fingers crossed for the Buds because uh, I want to have a long playoff run because the longer they go, the more Leafs combos we can put together. Mike, thanks so much. Thanks, Norman. Well, Mike warned us about what the Bruins can do in the playoffs, and they proved him right. A dominant performance in the opener with the Maple Leafs, who I believe we should give a mulligan to. Let's give them a chance to respond tomorrow and bounce back, redeem themselves, tie this series, and bring it back to Canada, all tied at one. The series is far from over, but the Leafs know what they've gotten themselves into, and now it's time for them to step up. For Mike Jello, I'm Norm James. Thanks so much for listening to the Leafs Convo. We'll talk to you soon.